Last week, we debuted the wagering show here on Lionstar app, and uh, we basically nailed it. So what does that mean? It means we got to come back and defend the crown. It's week two. It's wagering time. Get ready because the pre-snap starts right now. You're listening to the pre-snap podcast weekly wagering show brought to you by Lionstar, the top rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go Lionstar premium now at LionstarApp.com. Now here are your hosts, Joe Pizapia and Mike Randall. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizapia, and welcome to the pre-snap wagering show right here on the line star app it's me and my best friend mike randall and we're back talking about wagering talking about sports betting talking about nfl and getting you all the picks that you need this weekend to be successful and mike it was the debut of our show we got a lot of nice feedback it's nice when people say nice things even on social media who knew that twitter could be such a safe space unbelievable and i'll tell you what we did our upset special our little aside segment and wouldn't you know it we nailed that too we got the uh, Buffalo Bills to win outright and uh, covered. And, of course, the Colts covered. Of course, if Anna Vinatieri could have just cooperated, I would have gotten the W there, too. But I won't get too greedy. So now, Mike Randall, the bar has been set. Are you ready to go reach it in week two? I'm just feeding off of your touchdown prediction fire <laughs> that you bring every week. Hashtag blind squirrel. Nice job, Josh Allen. Uh, I'll take the win. Yeah, dude, let me tell you, let me tell you. Well, John Brown helped and Singletary in that fourth quarter helped. But you know what? It, it's funny because I was uh, I was at the Meadowlands in the morning and you could smell the excitement oh, for everybody. I was doing the TV show in the morning there. We do the uh, Sports Grid live stream show right from the Meadowlands. A nice little studio they built us. It's very quaint. Uh, this face for radio gets on there and talks about football for a couple hours. And you could sense everybody's like a new season. It's week one. We're going to be good. All this stuff, right? And then by the time I got home, I was watching the fourth quarter of that game. And uh, and you could just sense the stadium start to shrink. It was amazing. You could feel it. You see Singletary ripping off these big runs. And I was like, oh, my God, it's coming. It's coming. Here it is. Same old Jets. And there it was. And it was a beautiful thing to watch, Mike. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, and then as a Patriots fan, I thoroughly enjoyed myself Sunday night as well. You got to love with the Jets when the negative starts happening, the social media feeds, Twitter starts rolling. It's like inevitable. It's incredible to watch. We might as well start with that because we already let's just begin with Monday night, because just when you thought it went from bad, it went to worse. Right. Because now you got Sam Darnold, who's got mono of all the crazy freaking injuries and things like that's not one that pops up all the time. And then Le'Veon Bell dealing with a bit of a shoulder issue. The MRI was clean. So that's good news. But now you got Trevor Simeon playing quarterback, and that line jumped from, what was it, two and a half, I think, Mike, and now it is six and a half. So let's just jump into Monday night and start there, and then we'll work our way back to Sunday. How do you feel now that it's jumped with Trevor Simeon now a quarterback? I know it's on the road for the Browns, but the Browns got the butt kicking last week and got checked, and now it's time to put up or shut up. So this is a big game for them. We were joking, you know, somebody's going to be 0-2, but – now it looks like it might be a little clearer who that might be, or maybe not. How do you feel about this one? The Jets have no secondary whatsoever. OBJ yeah. came out on social media today. He can't wait to get back at Greg Williams for the cheap shot in the preseason. I believe in the Browns. Simeon, I do not believe in. I know it's a lot to give. You're giving a lot of points to a team that's home. I understand that, but I think Baker's going to slice and dice him. OBJ's motivated. I'll give the points and take the Browns. I, I can't see the Jets winning this game. 
Yeah, I'm with you. I think they will win by more than a touchdown there because I'm concerned with Trevor Simeon's ability to move the ball. Sam Darnold was struggling to move the ball. Now, granted, that Bills defense, very good. I have been saying it all offseason. I said it last year, too, when you watch that team. Very physical in the secondary. They play tough. They tackle, which is something that uh, a lot of teams don't do. Like the Steelers secondary, not great at tackling. They they like You see, like when Josh Gordon was running, I feel like they were just – it was like when, you know, when you're the adult and you're playing with your, your little nephews and they're trying to tackle you and stuff when you're playing football in the backyard. That's what it looked like. They were just like stabbing at him and <laughs> just like, get away, kid. Uh, that number there is 44 and a half, though. What are your thoughts on that? You think that one goes over? That's a stay away from me. It's too hard to judge. I, I, I don't want to go there and then have the win by seven, but then I have the under. I'm going to stay away and push on that one. You have Trevor Simeon and you don't know what to expect. So I'm going to stay with Cleveland. Just give the points. I'm not touching the over-under. Yeah, I tend to agree with you there. I love the Browns, but the, the over-under is a little bit trickier because you just don't know garbage time, how that's all going to work out. And it's Monday night, so you know crazy things can happen sometimes on Monday night. Uh, let's start off with Arizona and Baltimore. An amazing first game there for Lamar Jackson. And I'll tell you what, man, I think this offense is going to show up again. I think they're going to show up at home in a big way against the Cardinals, another team not very good defensively, still missing pieces over there, cornerback as well with Peterson out. So the number is 13. Do you feel comfortable with the 13? That is a lot, especially, you know, with Kyler Murray out there. And we all know last week he, he played tough there at home. He certainly came back and he showed a little bit of a piss and vinegar, as it were. But uh, 13 is a big number. How do you feel about it, Mike? I'm willing to concede that Arizona will be better. I'm willing to concede that <laughs> Kyler Murray did throw over 300 yards after a slow start. I'm just not willing to concede that he's going to play better at Baltimore. And That's it was the I Lions, struggled. in all fairness, too, right, man? It, I mean, it was the Lions. They were down early. Baltimore's defense is going to pressure him. He's going to be pushed into mistakes. And I'm with you. I buy the Ravens' offense. Lamar Jackson, deep ball, home opener. Give the points. No problem. All right. How about 46 and a half? I actually feel good about this one. Because I think Kyler, even in garbage time, could make this number easily. So I actually go over in this one. How about you? Absolutely. I think the yeah. Ravens can get a big, I think they can easily put a 30 spot and I think Kyler can come back and he'll push him down the field. No problem. So yeah, I like the over also. I don't think it was a fluke. I really don't. I think Andrews is a perfect compliment for the young quarterback to check down. I think Hollywood, you know, only has to touch the ball a couple of times to be productive. And look, Mark Ingram remind everybody that he's not done. Yeah. It's, I know it's the dolphins and I know they're terrible and we'll get to them a little later on the show, but Still, I, I mean, the Cardinals are not much better, like you pointed out. So I, I don't see this one being close either. Now the and, Bills, and, and Lamar Jackson only had six yards rushing. You know, that's, that's going right. to be more, right? Oh, definitely. 100% more. And that Cardinal defense is uh, not good. Let's put it that way. So <laughs> we'll see what happens there. Buffalo Bills again to the Meadowlands. They're just on that commuter flight back and forth, baby, from Buffalo. This time against the Giants. So uh, this one is it's practically a pick em. It's one and a half here. The Giants uh, getting the points here. Home underdogs of the Giants and um I don't know I kind of agree I, I kind of agree with this line I like Buffalo in this game I think they cover this I think they're going to be all right but what are your thoughts do you think uh, maybe second time gets dangerous here for them but I, I don't know I don't see it Buffalo second in pass defense DVOA according to football outsiders last year they held the Jets to 175 passing yards whether Darnold had mono or not on Sunday we'll never know they upgraded the run defense Josh Allen's going to be back in the Meadowlands, so the team's going to be familiar. I think he'll have a bunch of weapons to throw to. Cole Beasley was out today, but I think I expect him to play. 
Eli Manning does not play well under pressure. Last year, per player profiler, he had a 30% completion percentage under pressure, and that's what's going to happen in this game. Love Buffalo. I'll give the points. Back-to-back wins in the Meadowlands for the Bills. Yeah, okay, now here's the question. The 43 and a half. This one I'm, I I don't love. I, this is another one where uh, I don't know. It's it maybe maybe because I'm just still thinking about that first half where they were shaking off the dust. I know John Brown looked good in, in the second half. I, I get that Singletary was ripping off huge runs and played a ton of snaps too, by the way. So what's your confidence level with the 43 and a half? Over, under, or run away? Run away. Second consecutive road game for the Bills. Barkley could go off. They could feed him. He could always break a long run. You know, if it's 24-20, I mean, do you really want to deal with this? I just like Buffalo as the favorite. All right, let's move on to the Cowboys against the Washington Redskins, who showed up last week and screwed up my five-game parlay that I had. I had it. I mean, I know it was pushing the limit, but I had it in my hand. Like, I had it. I got Indy right. I got Buffalo right. Everything was right except the stupid Washington Redskins in case Keenum decided they could play offense. I don't know. It made me angry. That's, and all I kept saying was, please, Eagles, don't get back in this game. Please, Eagles, don't get back in this game. But it didn't work out. So anyway, here we are. Uh, Dallas Cowboys are favored by five and a half in this one. I think this should be an easy victory, don't you? No, I don't. I don't Ooh. like I don't all like right. those five. Do yeah, I don't like those five point lines. We talked about that with Tennessee and Cleveland last week. You did. Uh, Dallas on the road. I expect them to win. I think it's going to be a close game. Here's the deal. Is Washington better than we think? They did play well at Philly early. Everybody thought they were going to get blown out. Second half was bad. Game got away from them. Geist did absolutely nothing. So him being out doesn't really affect it. I think Jordan Reed should be back. He dominates the Cowboys. Had that big two touchdown game on Thanksgiving in 2016 when he had the busted shoulder. It's a rivalry game favorite on the road i'm gonna take the points i expect the cowboys to win a close game but the knee-jerk reaction is that washington's terrible and the cowboys are great i think the cowboys are good but five is a frisky number i'm gonna take the points i i I hear where you're coming from that i I hear you baby and i'll tell you what 46 and a half you know see to me i felt okay about the i felt okay like the about them winning by a touchdown i actually do feel okay about that one but the 46 and a half, that's the one that I'm a little troubled on because whenever you have these in-division games, they tend to get a little tight. You know, sometimes we're, you know, like then team one team kind of like puts the stamp on it and goes forward. And, you know, there is that little bit of familiarity, too. So how do you feel about this number 46 and a half? Uh, that's my question. I think the Dallas defense is good. And this is a Washington defense that held the Eagles offense to seven points. So am I ready to take a team with all this firepower and Keenum who played well last week and go under? No, but at the, uh, but at the uh, same time, I'm just not sure if they're going to generate enough points there. Cause we're not sure if Terry McLaurin is legit. We're not sure how they're going to run the, the ball. The Cowboys can end up just pounding it with Zeke the whole time. It's a stay away. I think there's much better over-unders. Like, for example, I love the Baltimore over-under a ton better than this one. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100% agree with that one. That's that's absolutely true. Indianapolis Colts, last week, everybody knows I'm in love with them. But look, it's a fresh week here. And I do not love them going into Tennessee. Tennessee's another team that plays good D. And man, oh, man, did they show up with an attitude and a swagger. And Delaney Walker talking about, Oh, they are who we thought they were. Oh, I love. Did you love that speech after the game? I really dug that, man. That was fun. Oh, cue it. I mean, we we could get. We should put them over each other. Have Denny Green and him together. Yeah. You could get a, a great <laughs> meme. Oh my goodness. Oh, it was terrific, man. And you know me, like I, I, I only wanted the Brown season to go one of two ways. I either want them to be amazing and fantastic and ride that wave and it be entertaining, or I wanted it to go absolutely in the tank. 
and just watch them just set each other on fire. And I was going to get, it feels like it was starting to go that route. And then Darnold got hurt. I was like, eh, no, they'll get to one and one and then they'll write the ship because they got an easy schedule. But this week, the Colts against the Tennessee Titans. I don't know, man. I'll tell you what. I think Tennessee can handle this one. I know they're favored by three. I think this is comfortable. Are you comfortable with it? Very comfortable. Second consecutive road game for Indy. Home Two and opener for Tennessee. Man. Yeah, home opener for Tennessee. Browns couldn't run on Tennessee at home, and they got most of the yards when the game was out of hand. I don't think the Colts are going to repeat that incredible rushing job, even though the line is good with Marlon Mack. I think Tennessee stuffs them here. I think Tennessee could really be in a position to challenge Houston in the division. And listen, you lose Andrew Luck. Are you going to play that well in offense back-to-back? I just don't think so. I buy the Tennessee Titans. Had a big game, a lot of sacks in their first game. I'll take them here at home and give the points. And I'll tell you what, the other thing I struggle with too is the Colts now have really trimmed down because of not having Andrew Luck, the margin of victory. So they have to play a finer game, which means missing kicks is not something they can do. And this is not new. Vinatieri was missing kicks in the playoffs last year, big ones. And we were all looking at each other like, oh, wow, what happened to Vinatieri? He's always, you know, just money. And this has been a little bit of a decline here the last year or so. And it's really going to be magnified in this scenario going forward for the Colts. They're, they have such a fine-tooth comb now to win games. And if Vinatieri is going to miss field goals and extra points, it's just forget about it. It's going to really kill you. And don't forget that when it comes to the wagering side of things as well, not just fantasy. 44 and a half is the number. Mike, what's your take on that one? No, I'll go over. I, I think they try to get Corey Davis involved. You know, Corey, everybody's down on Corey Davis, knee-jerk reaction. They're dropping him in fantasy. A.J. Brown was great. I think Corey Davis bounces back. Delaney Walker's reliable. Derrick Henry, by the way, if he stays healthy, I watched that game on the NFL pass, the replay. They just mm-hmm. hammer him when they get to the goal line. So I think Indy's going to have to score a little bit. I don't see a defensive struggle here. So I like the over in this game. I think both teams score. Now, I would agree with that. All right, let's go Jacksonville Jaguars on the road. Another in-division game here against the Houston Texans. Texans favored by nine and a half. That's a big number. Now, here's the thing. Texans put on a show for sure in New Orleans, but New Orleans, we all know those games are into shootouts. Six sacks. That is unacceptable. That worries the hell out of me that they're just getting to the quarterback way too much. That offensive line, I know they brought in Tunzel, but still, man, I am troubled by this. And I'm a little troubled by the nine and a half. So are you going to make me feel better about it, or are you going to share in my misery? I want to give that, and I'm going to do it, and I'm going to be confident about it. Let's face it. The Texans went into New Orleans. That line was seven, okay? And the wagers kept coming in on the Saints, and they made it six and a half. I think the Texans are good. I think their defense is going to disrupt Jacksonville. I don't think Jacksonville is good. I was disappointed how they got away from Fournette. They got sliced and diced by the Chiefs. Now they go on, go on the road against Deshaun, who's got stills there as like his last resort. Forget Nook, who's fantastic. Will Fuller is going to bust one deep. I just think that this is a bad spot, and I like a big Houston Texans win here at home against Jacksonville. All right, so 43 and a half, then you must like the over two, or do you don't think that Minshew can keep pace? No, I mentioned you did a nice job. I think he can get some points. I expect this hell to of be a mustache, a- too. Can we all just yeah. agree on that? That's a hell Absolutely. Of a all right. Like okay. Back in the 70s. But I, I, I think Watson puts the points up. They get to 30, no problem. So, sure. I, can Minshew put up 17 points? Yeah, fine. I'll take the over here also. He looks like the guy who works at the paint department at Lowe's. I love him. I, just, <laughs> I love the look. Like, didn't you just, like, right? Am I right or am I right? Tell me, Gordon, if it doesn't look like the guy who works at the paint department at Lowe's. Like, hey, could can I see a sample of this? I just want to take a small thing home and just. And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. Hold on a second. I'll have that for you in a minute. Like, he's that guy. I don't know. He's that's so the true. look. That's yep. the look. 
right? <laughs> Los Angeles Chargers. Oh man, <laughs> Mike, they just keep losing people. This is tough, man. Mike Williams is hurt now. Hunter Henry's out for an extended period again. Uh, I'm telling you, these charges, I'm worried about them. It would not shock me if they went and they just lost this game to the Lions. I it, Before the Hunter Henry injury and the Mike Williams news and stuff like that, I don't know. I felt pretty good about this one. Now I don't. I don't feel good at all. And it's not that I feel good about the Lions necessarily, but I'll tell you what. Marlon Mack rung them up last week, so I would expect a bounce-back game from on Johnson, who I'm not super high on this year, but I think there's a real opportunity for him this one. So, Chargers are favored by two and a half. I don't know, man. I don't feel great about this one. What are your thoughts? It's a Bayesian process. We have to take information and make fluid decisions. I hated. I love the big vocabulary. This is great. Yeah, I looked it up before we started here. Very very nice. Word of the day toilet paper. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. I don't like Detroit. I didn't like Detroit before the beginning of the year. I thought they could go 0-7. But now, no Hunter Henry. No Mike Williams. Keenan Allen, they have Darius Slay. I know they move Allen around a lot, but Slay should be able to slow him down. Rivers is not a mobile quarterback. Kyler Murray is a mobile quarterback. Lions do a decent job on defense with Patricia. They're going to slow this game down. I absolutely love the Lions. I love the Lions with the points easily, no problem. You have a home team getting points against a Charger team that is banged up, coming across country. Derwin James, the whole thing, absolutely love the Lions in this game. Yeah, I'm kind of with you, man. I'm feeling it. This is the one. And this I don't the like one. the Lions. I don't like no, the Lions. I don't like the Lions spot. either. Yep. I, I yep. think I think there's only so many really talented pieces you could take away from a football team on both sides of the ball where you know, at a certain point, it's it's just not going to function properly. You know, that's just how I look at it. I mean, never, you can talk about Austin Eckler all you want and all these other things. No Mike Williams, maybe, right? I don't know if we have a definite on that right now. He's doubtful right now. He's, he's doubtful, doubtful right now. So probably you'll say no Mike Williams. No Hunter Henry, no Melvin Gordon, no Derwin James. And I'm sure there's a couple other guys I'm forgetting about. That's a lot of talent, not on the football field for the Chargers. And look, you know, Chargers went on the road last week and put up some points. So, you know, I think they like their new toy in Hawkinson. I'm with you. 47 and a half, though. What about that one? That one I'm going to lean under because okay. I believe the defense. I just don't think the Lions can put that many points up. That number's a little high. I get nervous. It's like a 23-20 you... kind of game, right? Or exactly. 21-20, something yeah. like that. You know, to go to 30, you know, the, the Chargers do have a solid defense. I just think that the Lions are going to be able to move it on them and get points. Prater's always good inside. And I get nervous when I take a lot of overs. So I'm going under on that one. All right. Minnesota Vikings, Green Bay Packers, another in-division grudge match here the Packers are favored by two and a half obviously not a a huge offensive output but it was early it was Thursday it was coming out of preseason it was the Bears defense so you could throw up a lot of it was because it was because excuses but here we are Packers Vikings Um, you would expect the Packers to be favored I know on fantasy sports today with Craig Mish he loves the Vikings in this game Uh, I'm curious how do you feel about the Vikings I'm with Greg uh, they Packers can't run the ball. Aaron Jones is a fake bell cow. He is not a legit. Whoa. He's very carry on Johnson esque. You just still, threw it down. We ju- we're looking at Matt Lafleur. It's the second game here. Here come the Vikings. They're going to play solid defense. Xavier Rhodes looked really solid against Julio Jones. Why wouldn't it be solid against Devontae Adams? I like Minnesota here getting points. Absolutely. Wow. All right. 44 is the number. Now I like the over in this one, but what about you? That's that's a, that Green Bay defense did play very well, but I don't know. 
They did play well. Dalvin Cook's explosive. It's a stay away from me. I, I just I think the Vikings are going to play very, very well. And I think that number is just right around there. We're talking 48-40. So for me, this one's a stay away. But I really like the Vikings here getting those points. All right, here we go. This is the one. I hope you got your uh, <laughs> you got your papers in front of you. New England Patriots against the Miami Dolphins, 18 and a half. I know it's the Dolphins. It's on the road. I get it. Brady, historically, by the way, does not play well in the heat. Go look at the numbers. There, it's a lot of losses. A lot of losses in Jacksonville. A lot of losses in Miami. He's not a hot weather quarterback. He never has been. However, the Dolphins are not really a football team. So this is a conundrum for me because I feel like with how good that defense is, that they're going to go in there and this could even be a shutout kind of scenario, which you don't see very often in the NFL, but I think it's possible that that kind of defense is looking for pride of we're not going to give up a single point to this team. I don't know if that's going to be the case, but I think the potential is there. So 18 and a half, Mike, this is tough. What say you? I always favor the underdog. I've watched all the Rockies. I made my wife watch all the Rockies before we got married. I, I, I cannot. Is that the prerequisite for dating Mike Randall? Was yeah, that, that, that was pretty much it. She had to watch him. So all. she married you even after watching uh, Rocky Five. Like, yes, she's but still like, all right. That's exactly right. She had to cry too at like certain points. So I tested her, but God bless her. You know, it's fine. But I can't give that many points. I can't. I can't. We, the, when they came in, what was the spread when they came in with Ronnie Brown to go? Right. Oh, so I thought you meant like before. I thought you meant like before yeah. the Steelers game. It was nine. Oh line. no, no. When when they came in with Ronnie Brown years ago, and he had the oh, four yeah. five touchdown game. I mean, weird stuff happens. You have familiarity oh, yeah. with Flores around six and a half at least, maybe even ten. I mean, right. you got Flores, O'Shea. They know the Patriots. You hold. You said the line about them him playing well in the Heat. I mean, it could be 28 to 10, and I mean, we're right there. So I know they looked awful. Fitzmagic, maybe, anybody. I will take the the points. with. I just can't get that many points. I can't. All right, so 47 and a half, what's your take there? Because for 47 and a half, I feel like you need the Dolphins to show up on offense. So if you believe they can cover – then you got to believe, I guess, in the over too, right? Because they're not going to stop yeah. the Patriots. Well, that's exactly right. They're not going to stop New England. New England's going to get to 20, no problem, at least. So, yes, I have to take the over by default because I think they're going to score. I mean, if it is 34 to 20, something like that, I just I have to believe that they're going to score because I'm taking the points. So, yeah, I'll take the over. I don't know how much you want to believe in narratives, but let's not forget the Miami miracle last year, too. Where of the course, yes. Kenyon Drake, yes. Yeah. Patriots blew that game. Do you think that sticks in their crawl a little bit and they run up the score on them? And this maybe this is that 18 and a half. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, I'm, one more, just throwing it out there. I know no, kind of- Belichick won't run it up on his people. He won't do that. Now, he may call up the dogs when they're up 30. Okay, and then I go for a backdoor cover, right? But I don't think he runs it up on his guys unless it's Mangini who turned him in, right? Okay. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Where's that guy right now? What's he doing? <laughs> Not much. Remember, he was like the boy genius for like a year in New York. Everybody loved yeah. him. And then after that, I was like, this guy's a moron. What so is Charlie doing? Weiss. How's he doing? Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's the thing, man. The Belichick tree has not been great. Let's be honest. Which it's, means he's great, which means he's that great. Right. right. Which is a reminder, too. It's also a reminder that Parcells never won a super bowl without him on the staff yep. so let's yeah let's not forget true. that you know just putting that out there boys and girls just putting that out there all right let's uh let's move on to the 49ers of Bengals. i was shocked by this one you know and it's i don't know man <laughs> am i reading too much into their game against Tampa? but i thought the 49ers should have been a favorite in this one uh the Bengals favored by two what mike what it's a fishy line, man. And when you do that, you do the opposite. Remember, the Bengals went into Seattle and they stopped the run in Seattle, which is impressive. So you got to think they're going to stop the run against San Francisco, a shorthanded San Francisco now without Tevin Coleman. 
I like the Bengals in this spot because it makes no sense. They did throw for 400 yards against Seattle, which in Seattle is difficult, whether you want to say their defense is compromised or no, not. That was impressive. I'll give you that. I agree. It makes no sense. So if it makes no sense, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to f- try to, to get into the mind of Vegas. Yes, I will take the Bengals, and I will give those points at home. Wow. It's like they're a favorite but an underdog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of the money line, I guess. So 46 is the number there. Over, under, or run away? Run away. I have no idea how it's going to go. I mean, I, but I, I think they're going to move the ball, but this could be a field goal fest. Because remember, I was I got burned with Marquise Goodwin with that prop bet last week. I was yeah. surprised. Garoppolo could not get the ball to his wide receivers whatsoever. It was George Kittle and that's it. So are they going to put up a lot of points here in Cincinnati? I don't know about that. Uh, they should, but I don't know if they will. Seattle going into Pittsburgh is a tough spot here because the Steelers got embarrassed. I mean, that was one of the most embarrassing games I've seen of a storied franchise like Pittsburgh, a contending franchise, go up there and just lay a turd against a rival. I mean, that was – I enjoyed it thoroughly. Don't get me wrong, but it was embarrassing. Let's be honest. Um, and now I'm sure all week they had to watch the film from that, and all week the defense probably got their butt handed to them by the coaching staff, and I'm thinking that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to put a hurting on the Seahawks. The number's four. I actually think that's a comfortable number. I think they're going to win this game handily. That's how I feel because Seattle, I'm telling you, man, they they struggled to put up points against the Bengals and the Bengals defense is atrocious. So I, I don't know, man. I think this, I think Russell Wilson's in for a long day. I really do. I think Watt's going to be all over him. Steelers at home usually stop the run in big games. I think they're going to stuff the run against Seattle, whose offensive line isn't great. Tyler Lockett was injured this week, popped in the injury report. If he doesn't play or he's compromised, who is Russell Wilson throwing to? So I'm with you. Who knows? And this is a game where Ben comes out and throws two touchdowns in the first quarter. I agree. Uh, Seattle got their win at home. They can go to one and one. The Steelers were embarrassed. They're going to get the let's go chant going again. I like Pittsburgh at home. I will give those points. No problem. 47. I think I think the over here. I think the over two, Russell can make things happen. I just don't think he can make enough happen to to win the game or to cover, but he'll put up some points, and you know the Steelers at home put points up. So, yeah, I'll take the over. Well, if, if that's what I mean. I feel like the Steelers will put up points and put up points right right away, like you said. <clears throat> and then later on, I feel like it's going to be some garbage time where they're just going to you know play a lot of prevent and whatever, and then Russell Wilson will find a way, and they'll score like a late touchdown garbage time, and that'll help cover it. So, <clears throat> to me, I think that's where it goes. All right, next one. Sorry, boys and girls. The feel-good story's over for Oakland. I know it was nice that they rallied around Gruden and Carr and all that stuff, and that's terrific when Joe Flacco's on the field. But this week, it ain't Joe Flacco. It's Patrick Mahomes. And uh, it's going to be a different story, and and it's ugly. And, and they're already missing a key piece, too, in the secondary with John Abram, who's out in this one. Uh, Abram, I like him, man. He's a, I know he's only a rookie, but he's a hard-hitting, tough-talking kid, and I like hard-hitting. that. That's the kind yep. of guy you want out there in the safety position, a guy who wants contact. And now he's not there. And that's a bad sign. I'm telling you right now, this is a bad sign. I don't know how much they're going to win by or whatever it is. All I know is that I'd be shocked if the Chiefs didn't hit 40. Uh, So this is seven and a half. I'm comfortable with this number. How about you? Very comfortable. Give it no problem. This is an easy 30 spot. Defense is compromised. Josh Jacobs going to really run all over again? I don't think so. You can't stop Mahomes. Can't wait for the Miko Hartman breakout here as he slides into Tyreek Hill's role. Travis Kelsey, need I say any more? Give the points. Yeah. And you know, it's just, it's going to, now here's the thing. I do think Carr and those guys, I think Jacobs is going to get a ton of work because the game plan has to be keep getting the ball to Jacobs. Try your best to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. Cause every time Mahomes touches the ball, it's going to be seven. I feel like in this game. So, I mean, I, it's whether or not there, you think the Raiders can keep up. 
And I think they can keep up enough that the 52 is actually the 52 and a half, I think is comfortable too. I feel good about that. Like the under against Jacksonville. If I like the under and I was wrong and they hit the over against Jacksonville, why on earth would I not like the over at oh, Oakland? hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, see, I like the over in that one. And I was like, Oh, come on, please. And then, and then Nick Foles went down and they usually heard me. I was like, Oh God, please come on, please. <laughs> like, and then the Garter Minshew shows up there with a can of paint and a football and gets it done. Good job, Garter. Good job. All right. Uh, let's go on to the Chicago bears. Uh, this one against the Broncos. Now, ugh, I don't know, man. This game, dude, I am just running away from this one. I'm running away from it. It's two and a half of the Bears are favored, but it's on the road. Mile high is a tough place. Is this kind of the same feeling you have about that Bengals game too, or it's a fishy line for you, especially after the way Trubisky played week one? I loved Beavis and Butthead growing up, and he used to say, come to Butthead. Come to this game. It's a MOG game, a Mother of God game. Vic Fangio at home in high altitude early in the season, coming off a loss against Mitchell Trubisky when they passed him over for this job for Nagy. I think this is a big Denver win. I love Denver in this spot. Trubisky's going to come in and slice them up. Is that what did we watch Mitchell Trubisky against Green Bay? Now he's going to go there and he's going to play Denver. Fangio's ticked off. The defense is going to be ready. They're going to pressure him. Oh my goodness. Mother of God game, Joe. Give okay. me Denver easily. All right. So uh, I, you make a lot of good points. I'm going to throw one question at you and here's the question. You ready? Here we go. The question is, what about the Bears defense and Joe Flacco? Can the Bears defense just do enough and score on their own here against Flacco and company to make this one kind of a problem? Yeah, I understand that Flacco is not consistent. I I get that. I I, I I see that. Okay, but he can dial it up. He has a big arm. And by the way, if Deshaun Hamilton catches one that Flacco put right, right. in the red basket right there, in the red basket. they win that game. Sutton looked good. Sanders got good late. So we have Sanders, who looks pretty good, caught a 50-yard bomb. Sutton was, Sutton was solid the entire game. The running backs, Lindsey looked good. Freeman does some good things. And Deshaun Hamilton catch the ball. I think there's enough weapons there that the Bears on the road, that defense is going to get tired at the high altitude. And Vic Fangio knows that personnel. This is a Vic Fangio-based bet. All right. So if you're thinking defense and defense, I'm thinking you're thinking under at 40 and a half, right? Yeah, I'll take the under. I just don't think Trubisky is going to put up a lot of points. So, I mean, you give me 21-14, give me 21-13, something like that. That Broncos defense at home, I saw them destroy the Cowboys. I think it was a couple of years ago. Dak and Elliott, they can do wonders there, and they're going to do it again. It's a tough People place to play, are, man. It's a tough it, place to go and play. Yeah, the and the tickets are favoring there. the Bears. All the money's going to the Bears. Guys, seriously, at Vic Fangio and his defensive scheme versus Mitchell Trubisky or – Nagy versus that defense. It's an easy pick for me. All right. New Orleans Saints versus the Rams. The grudge match. This one's in LA. The Rams are favored at home by two and a half. Ooh, man. Mike Randall, the floor is yours. Where do you go here? Oh, this is a very, very good question. I, you know, I you think it's going to run away. Yeah, no, I, 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 think, I think I, I'm going to run away. I think it's going to be high scoring. That much I know because it's always been high scoring. What they put up last year, 80? 45 35 something yeah, like that insane. oh yeah the regular season game was insane and the in the nfc championship game was fantastically fun you know I I, mean, if this on. game was in new orleans i would back the saints in a revenge factor but it's on the road and by the way did you see there joe drew Brees on that last pass that that got them in field goal range that let the third down pass there he underthrew that guy again i don't trust Brees' arm 
I, I can go either I don't way. I trust Breeze on the road. Last year, exactly. the numbers were not exactly. good. I just don't yeah. trust him. I, I actually think the Rams here, it's going to be a tight one, but it's, you know, the two and a half, it's like right there. And it's like, all right, do I think the Rams can win by a field goal? I do. And I just, that's where I, that's where I kind of land with this one. 51 and a half is the number though. What's your comfort level there? Much more comfortable there with the over. I'm I not going to, I'm going to run away from the regular line, but I'll take the over three of their last four games that they've met. They've had an average of like 62, 63 points. So this one, I have to take the over. And the Saints give up big plays all the time. Last year, like, you know, I do all the team preview stuff of fan track, so I go through every team in the game log and, you know, who's in, who's not, all these things and stuff like that. And as much as the Saints have good personnel on defense, my God, do they give up a ton of passing yards, and my God, do they give up a bunch of big plays. And that's what the Rams are. The Rams are big plays waiting to happen with those three receivers. It's just, it's just nuts. All right, last but not least, the Eagles coming back and winning. Now they're going to go on the road. They're favored on the road by one and a half against the Atlanta Falcons. Now, this is a close one. Again, practically a pick them too. So, I don't know, man. I feel like the Falcons get right here after they get embarrassed and maybe they were, you know, drinking their own Kool-Aid or something. I don't know. But I have a hard time believing that they're not going to torch that Eagles secondary the way Case Keenum did. I mean, Case Keenum torched you. How is Matt Ryan at home with Julio and Calvin Ridley not going to do it? So, what do you think? This is a martini game for me. I'm going to pour myself a martini, (laughs) put my feet up, and watch Atlanta smoke Philadelphia. Philadelphia at home did not look good in the first half against Washington. So all the people who back Philly and the Wentz lovers are saying, oh, they blew him out. Well, not so fast, guys. Here comes Atlanta at home. Julio Jones has said he's ready for this game. This is a game they put up two touchdowns right away. The Eagles defense did not look good. You're going to let Terry McLaurin beat you deep with Case Keenum. What are you going to do with Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, Muhammad Sanu? Enough, enough. Get right game is right. Give me the Falcons to win outright. Yeah, I'll take that martini with you. That sounds great. What time? I'll be there at uh, I'll be there like 8.05. I'll be rum, there. Joe, rum or vodka? Rum or vodka? Uh, we'll do the vodka. We'll be classy. Yeah. Ah, uh, rum. Be- juniper berries. Come on. Yeah. All right. Whatever, dude. You're hosting. I'll come drink. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> Who cares? All right. The last number here, 52 and a half, though. How do you feel about that one? Yeah, I'll go the over. Deshaun Jackson's always good for a bomb. Right? So, I mean, I think Philly <laughs> will put points up. All but right. I'll take the over. Yeah, but I love Atlanta. Yep. All right, so our favorite segment is back for week two, and it's about the upset special. So it's my turn to go first since Mike went first last week. In case you missed it, we were both right. We had the Colts cover last week, and uh, the Bills uh, won outright. So uh, good job by Mike and myself there. Hopefully you listened. Uh, Now it's time to do it again. I'll tell you what. I'm going to join Mike on the couch with that martini in Atlanta, and we're going to go, and we're going to go, and we're going to go with the Falcons here. I just – I don't see how the Falcons at home – one and a half don't win this football game and it's not comfortable. I really don't. I, I'm not drinking that Eagles Kool-Aid. I just don't get it. And if you made Case Keenum look like a rock star, that's one thing. And now you got to go face Matt Ryan with all those weapons. Uh-uh. Nope, not happening. Give me the Falcons there. I'm all about it. Mike, week two, who's your upset special? I took two because I thought you could take that one. That was the one I'm going to. I'm going to take the Lions at home against the compromised Chargers Love team. Charger got, Chargers got a nice win. I'm surprised that no one broke 45 yards there for the Lions against Arizona. I think they changed that at home. I like Patricia's defense to limit a a really handcuffed Chargers offense. They got to watch out for Austin Eckler, but that's it. Rivers does not move, which means they're going to tee up some sacks there for him. So give me the Lions to win outright. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I like the Lions to win this game, go to one-on-one. Hey, man, that's what it's all about. It's about understanding what's happening right now. And right now, 
things are not good for the Chargers, man. Too many missing pieces. Too many missing pieces. Eventually, it catches up with you, and it almost caught up with them last week. Basically, let's be honest. It caught up with them last week. They got lucky, okay? I don't know if they're going to be as lucky on the road in Detroit. We'll find out. So in the meantime, you should be uh, getting the Line Star app and downloading that and make sure you're uh, upgrading to the premium product. You can follow Mike on Twitter at Randall Rant. You can follow me at Joe Pizzopia17 and, of course, at Line Star app and Line Star NFL. Check out all the great content at Line Star app while you're at it. That'll do it for us. We hope you have a great weekend of wagering, a great weekend of DFS. There's nothing left to do here in the precept now except set down win. You've been listening to the Pre-Snap Podcast Weekly Wagering Show, brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, drop a rating, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from wagering experts Joe Pizapia and Mike Randall.